Welcome to the CCF Podcast. We're a campus ministry at Truman State University. This podcast features sermons from our weekly worship services. Thanks for listening. Uh, thanks, music friends. Am I going to be way too loud, Reed? We'll find out. Yeah, probably. I get excited. Um, Logan, do you know how to turn me down? I, d- I don't know how to <coughs> Hey, welcome back to Violet Hall. It's really good to see you guys. Um, I hope you had a restful Thanksgiving time and you are amped and ready for 2.5 weeks. Is that right? Two, uh, one and a half plus the finals week. You can do it. You're almost there. You can do it. Um, I am Derek James Roy III, by the way. Work on staff here at CCF and uh, brought a family picture for you. It's right there. <laughs> it's it's only part of my family, um, just me and Satan. But the <coughs> um, that's my 12-year-old boy Jude, who's a tiny mirror of me, and it is enraging every day of my whole life. And I love that kid so much. My goodness, I love that kid. Ah, shoot. Hey, I was thinking about um, us being here, gathering here every week, and thinking about. Um, what in the world we're doing, um, showing up twice a week here on Sundays, here on Wednesdays. Um, and in a lot of ways, this is an extension of uh, who we are as a community overall. So CCF exists in a lot of other times and places um, outside of this room, in small groups and in um, housemates and in um, dinners and in service on campus and all of that. Uh, all of that is CCF. Uh, but there is a, a unique and special way in which um, when we come together here, now in Violet Hall, previously on the CCF lawn. Um, th- there is a, a special way in which um, we, we're coming together uh, to get outside of time for a minute. I don't know if you guys have ever felt this. I've been um, coming to this room for t- 18 years, however long. We started out in Baldwin when I first was a student here, and then we moved over here in 2002 or something. Almost 20 years I've been coming to this room uh, t- twice a week. And um, there is a way in which uh, I, at least, can be transported outside of time. If that sounds weird to you, just refer you to my son, and I will say yes. Um, that, that is weird. Um, but here's, um, here's what it is. Um, we live in a world uh, where there is a tyrannical oppression of time on us. Do you feel this? Anybody, anybody feel this? You have a watch? I was reading an introduction to a book that was like, consider what the invention of clocks uh, in the world, um, consider how that changed the world and people's relationship to time and their lives and to God. And what if you didn't have a watch that was telling you, now three seconds have passed, now seven seconds have passed, now I'm nine seconds late, what is happening? Uh, what if you lived by the seasons instead of by um, the atomic oppression of uh, chronological time uh, as we know it? And um, th- there have been for me, and I hope that for some of you, there have been moments um, here especially and where you've been taken outside of time, um, not because you've been removed from the world, the good world that God has put us in, um, but because you've actually, you, you've like fallen down into the, the truth of time. Um, and you can call that eternity if you want. You've come into touch um, with eternity, the, the place God dwells, um, where God's rule and reign is effective. Um, that's eternity. And so um, we're, we're taken out of this oppression of time, and, and we are... Um, gloriously dropped down um, into the, the fullness of time, the, the truth of what is going on. 
And so you, you should think of eternity um, not as an endless mathematical stretch of just horrifying, boring nothingness. Um, that, that's not what eternity is. It's not just add another moment onto another moment onto another moment onto another moment through your interval and whatever. Uh, th that's not eternity. Eternity is the, the depth dimension of time. I mean, eternity is when um, God's realm intersects with our chronological normal realm, and we, we, we see God afresh. We're, <laughs> we're blown away. Um, we're shaken out of our normal um, homework and meal prep and disciplining our kids' lives, and, and we're reminded um, of something that, um, that, we've, that we've known, um, that we've glimpsed, that has been hinted at, uh, and, and we're reminded and we're, we're carried on another two weeks, three months, nine years, most of a lifetime, um, on the trail of, of that um, eternity in time, um, looking for those times and those places, those gatherings, um, those sacred spaces where, where we are al allowed to bump up against uh, a God's truth. And it's not that God is hiding from us. Um, it's, it's God is the, the air we breathe. He's the ocean we're swimming in. Um, it's, it's that we uh, are blinded. It's, it's that we um, turn away and live small and turn in on ourselves and give in to the oppression of the tyranny of chronological time. Uh, so when we come together here, the, what, what I think we're doing um, is, is putting ourselves in the way of it being more likely that, that we're going to um, bump up against that eternity in time. We, we can't make it happen. We, we don't get to force um, our encounters with God. Uh, but through um, cultivating the disciplines, um, habits of attention and presence, um, togetherness here. I mean, in cultivating those, those disciplines and those habits, we, we can make it more likely. We can put ourselves in the way. And we're climbing a tower in a lightning storm, and we don't get to control that the lightning hits us, but it's, it's, it's more likely than if we're huddled together in our living rooms. Uh, we're, we're in the middle of an open field in tornado season. Uh, we, we're not controlling the winds, but we, we can put ourselves um, in places. Those are supposed to be good things, by the way, getting struck by lightning and the tornado overtaking you. Uh, we, we can um, absolutely put ourselves uh, in the way of it making it more likely that, that we're going to encounter um, God in time. <clears throat> so thank you um, for coming here to join with us uh, because we, we um, need each other to do that. Um, it's, it's not a, a solitary pursuit. Um, we, we are Christ's body and um, it's made real in our interactions. It's made real in our interaction with um, the, the world outside here. Um, so uh, thank you. Um, thank you for coming. Thank you for doing this. Um, and uh, part, of, part of the reason um, that we need uh, to be reminded of that uh, eternal depth dimension of time that's possible um, is that um, there, are, there are lots of other um, stories and ways of living. Um, there are lots of other methods of technically getting by in the world, surviving, maybe even achieving, um, that, uh, that are less than uh, what is real, that are less than what God is hoping for us as individual people, hoping for us as a collective, hoping for us as a, a, uh, the, the entire world that he made. Uh, and, and those stories um, are pervasive, and um, that's autopilot for us, and so we slip by. Um, some of us with this rather stupid, blindly optimistic view of like the progress of time in our lives, like things are just slowly getting better and we're just building on everything that we've done before as a society and as individuals and here goes my life. I graduated high school and now I'm plugging away and I'll graduate college and then I'll get here and I'll get here. And you have uh, maybe this um, unspoken inclination that, that, that there's some progress going just because time is moving this way that 
the, the value or the goodness or wh whatever, that that's also increasing. Um, I, I don't want to, well, I'm going to tell you. That is not necessarily true. Like, have you, have you attempted to, to play it out forward? Have you, have you gone through? So then you graduate college and you got your summa cum laude and whatever you did. Congratulations, good job, learn stuff. Uh, but then what? So then you're looking for a job. Then you get a job. Then what? Maybe you want to hope for a spouse. Maybe you hope for kids. Your life is then over. It is a precipitous drop at that point. I love my children so much. Um, but I, I just, I, I, want, I want to ask you, would you, would you just, would you play it out? Um, and, and would you notice that simply moving through chronological time is not good enough to ensure that things are going to get better or be as they should or that your life as God intends it for you is just going to naturally unfold because technically now you're 27 and not 22 and so I guess I'm five years better. Here's what I want to say. Um, if you're not um, living in touch with the eternal in time now, then it, you're, you're not just going to get there. You, you don't just move along chronologically and then bam, you, you, you understand. Um, if you're living in such a way now that you are on God's trail, that you're seeking uh, and not, not striving, uh, but that you're seeking, you're, you're surrendered and seeking, um, what, what are you up to, Lord? Um, what is it that you, that you hope for me? What am I supposed to be paying attention to? What are the things I'm supposed to be disciplined about day in, day out? Um, what are the ways you want to surprise me and you're asking me to take a big step that's really scary and I just don't know? Um, if you're not paying attention and, and living in a seeking, surrendered way now um, to God's still small voice, it's, it's not just naturally going to happen. That's what I want to tell you. But if you are doing that now, um, then, then I have great hope um, for what the rest of your life is going to look like and for um, what our communal life together um, can look like. Uh, but God is calling us to be people now um, who, who are pursuing him um, in faithfulness with a long view. It takes decades to actually do anything or understand anything, learn anything, get anywhere. You have to have a long view, uh, but the, the way that you're doing it now, getting towards that long end, um, that, that matters. Um, the church has known this for a long time, by the way. And um, uh, any, anybody grew up in a church um, where you uh, observe the liturgical seasons? Get, get them high, be, be proud, you liberals, okay? <coughs> Uh, me too, by the way. First United Methodist, Independence, Missouri. Um, the, the church is uh, aware that we need to be continually um, called back and pointed toward um, this way of living where um, we're, we're attempting to get in touch with uh, the, the deeper truth that, that God has for us through the mundane things of our lives, by the way. There's no escaping that. Uh, but we, we go through the mundane things um, hoping for, with our eye open for, I'm trying to keep soft hearts about um, where is Christ present now and, and what is he calling us to. Um, and so the church knows that uh, our lives need to be um, formed by, by those rhythms. Um, if you think about uh, the way that we live our, our chronological lives, I talked about this in Exodus actually, but um, we, we really do uh, live according to the tyranny of seconds and minutes and weeks and months and years and decades. And those things are... They're not really real. I, I don't know if you if you knew this. Like a week, especially, just corresponds to nothing in nature. We just randomly chopped it up. We're like, how about seven days? It doesn't even match like moon cycles, trip around the earth. Like just add it up. We just made it up. But your life is totally determined by the weeks. It's a Tuesday, so now I have to do this. 
and I gotta I'm anxious now because it's Wednesday and the weekend's almost here and that and blah blah blah. <coughs> um, the the church knows um, that alongside that or undergirding that, um, we need to have uh, a, another perspective, a, a deeper attunement um, to to God's uh, seasons and not just winter, spring, summer, fall. Uh, but the liturgical year it, be, it began on Sunday. Anybody know this? Were you at a church where? Um, Advent was celebrated this last Sunday, kicked off. So this is the beginning of the church year. And we're going to go from Advent um, up through Christmas, Epiphany, and then we've got Lent in the spring to prepare us for Easter. Uh, and then after Easter, Pentecost. And we have this long stretch of ordinary time between Pentecost and then back to Advent again. Uh, but the church for a long time um, has, has seen value in um, orienting us toward this cosmic uh, story the, the drama of salvation, um, and it's, it's noticed that um, we need to be habituated into seeing our lives and, and our world and our struggle in the world um, in those terms, remembering the mystery of the incarnation, that, that God became person. Isn't, isn't that crazy? That like changes the way that we think about the world and our place in it and what's going on. Um, that when God became a person, um, pretty soon uh, he, was, he was murdered. That's weird. Um, that, that after that, uh, he was resurrected, and so life comes through death. This is, this is a story that we need to be habituated into. Otherwise, we see death as the end, and we get all wonky about what life entails then. Um, uh, P Pentecost tells us that we have um, a mission in the world and that God, um, from that beginning, um, is looking to leaven the whole world to restore um, back to what God wants uh, and, and that we have a part to play in that. And we have this long stretch of ordinary time uh, where God says, and here's how it's going to work out. Here's how it's going to be worked out uh, in, the, in all the daily stuff, all, all the mundane things. Um, live your life and do your homework and learn to forgive your roommates and uh, notice these things and pay attention here and work, wait and watch while you work. Um, and God says, um, that's how your life, that's how, that's how I measure your life. Um, God says, like, I, I, I want you um, to come to full life uh, in Christ, and, and this is what it's going to take year after year after year after year after year. Um, this flies in the face of our um, Enlightenment-style like information acquisition model. Hey, God, we got it. Like We, we remember Jesus came. Jesus died. Uh, we have a mission in the world. Okay, now what? What's the next thing, God? What, what's the new thing? Publish a new book. What's going on? And, and God says, nope, I, I, I need this for... Uh, a few more millennia. I need my people um, to get uh, to get comfortable with, very uncomfortable with um, th this rhythm of life, where um, you slowly come to learn um, what it means to to be alive in Christ, where you slowly come to learn um, what it means um, that your the, your real life um, comes uh, in death, and so you'll have family members die, and you'll face the prospect of your own death. And those things, um, over a long time, um, take on a, a whole new meaning and a whole new color from uh, the fact that you technically knew, okay, yes, Jesus died and then was resurrected. Life comes through death. Um, that, that feels different once you've, once you've lived it and once you've faced it. And the point of our doing it now um, is, is to practice for those moments when it like, matters more, when we come face-to-face -face with, again, our own or uh, the spouse or, God forbid, a child's death. Um, the, the stories that we um, have been formed by, that we've told ourselves, that we've lived according to, um, whether we have paid attention 
any attention at all to the, to the depth in time or whether we've just been surfing right along. Boom, chronological time taking us right along. Uh, we don't have any time for, any need for um, pondering the mysteries of God become human and God murdered and brought back to life. So we're starting Advent. And um, my, uh, my, my invitation to you, my, my challenge to you, is that over these next three-ish weeks, um, three more Sundays before Christmas, um, through this Advent season, um, I, I want to invite you to, um, to, to slow down. You'll have homework, you'll have finals, you have all your Christmas stuff and travel, family plans. I do too. Everybody does. Um, but but there, I- there is a way um, to be present in chronological time without being uh, enslaved to it. And, and so I just I want to invite you um, to, to th- consider, uh, to ask God, um, Lord, what would it mean for me um, in this Advent season um, to, to pay closer attention? Uh, what, what, what is it um, in me, Lord, that needs to be shaken up, that needs to be changed in order for me to be prepared for um, Christmas again? which in part is remembering that Jesus came like as a tiny baby, uh, but seeing uh, through the, the sentimental notions of that into um, the, the mystery that God uh, became a person and now God dwells among us, uh, it, it may take um, more time and preparation for us to be ready to receive that. We can't just rush along and do our thing and be stressed and anxious and bitter and all of that and then, ha-ha, Christmas morning, yay, Jesus, thank you. Um, the, the church says, um, how about a month of uh, week over week get, getting ready um, again to, to receive that? Um, relearning a lesson that you've, that you've learned um, many times before and see, seeing it in a new light and reading the events of your life um, through the lens of the mystery of the incarnation um, rather than tacking that on as an afterthought to uh, you know, a busy, filled out, figured out life. Um, so I want to invite you um, that, that will take the form of, here in just a minute, we're going to do a, an Advent scriptural devotional thing. Um, so we're going to do that together here tonight. Um, at morning prayer over the next few weeks, there, w- there will be um, Advent-y type uh, scriptures and prayers and things that happen. Um, I, have, well, I have a lot of Advent books. So if you um, are interested in getting like an actual book that just has scriptures each day, a little devotional thought, um, Come see me afterwards. I'd love to, to point you to some, um, including, this is probably uh, the, our best bet. Christianity Today is a publication, and um, they released this year. It's called The Gospel of Advent. This is a PDF that I downloaded and then printed off. It's 48 pages, double-sided. Um, it just has each day, um, it has a scripture and then like a few paragraphs um, from different authors uh, writing, reflecting on the particular scriptures, thinking about Advent and preparation for um, Christmas again. Um, this would be easy to to get to you if you um, would like to take up that specific angle of a challenge, an invitation to participate in um, Advent this year. Um, come down and see me afterwards. Shoot me an email. I think I can email this whole thing to you, and it's um, very easy. It would be cool for um, roommates or housemates to, you know, as, as you're able, uh, do a do an Advent devotional time together, um, just as a as a way. Um, to slow down and, and to pay attention and to ask God, uh, Lord, what are the ways that I've uh, been avoiding you? What are the ways I've been avoiding um, whatever your call is? And um, this, is, this is a great chance to do that. Um, so please, would you? Um, 
Let's kick it off this way. Would you stand up for a second? Over and against uh, the many versions of lesser stories about who we are and who God is and what's going on, um, over and against that, we, we have here in Advent um, the chance um, to hear again and to be confronted and challenged and assured by um, this story. I mean, it's pretty simple. Uh, Advent, by the way, anybody know what that means? The word? Arrival, coming. Yeah, so it's, uh, Advent is a hopeful, expectant time. We're, we're looking um, for um, Christ to come. And so um, in the season of Advent, uh, we have this, this threefold Advent right here. Christ has come. He, he was born. God became a baby. And so part of our um, Advent reflection is looking back on that and reflecting on the mystery of that incarnation. Um, Christ is coming now. Christ comes now. He's, he's present now. Uh, and so that's, that's uh, Advent as well. Um, his coming is here now. It's, it's in the bo- we are the body of Christ. Christ is here. Um, in the preaching of the word, in the sacraments, in our um, living as the body of Christ, uh, Christ is present now. That's Advent. And um, all of that is anchored, oh, all of that is anchored in a, a future-looking uh, Christ will come again. That's, that's where our hope lies. Um, and there are um, ways of escapistly wringing our hands and looking forward to that. Um, and then there are, are ways of being um, super grounded now uh, with, with that hope. This is the end of our story. This is, this is why we can live now in good news. This is why we look back um, to the good news that Christ came. Uh, because um, this third advent, Christ coming, his return, um, is going to be when, he's, when he sets all things right. And he's going to come um, as perfect judge. And he's going to come um, as ruler um, to set the world uh, back right as he intended, um, as he's begun to do now. Um, so in Advent, we have um, this threefold uh, Advent to, to reflect on. So um, tonight, we're going to do this a few times. Um, but I would like for us just, it's very simple. Um, can, can we do this? Um, why don't you repeat after me, just one by one? All right. Christ has come. Christ is coming. Christ will come again.